Road to WrestleMania gets started with the kickoff conference. New Japan and Osaka and Okada update. The Road to Revolution and more. Let's get to it. Third League Radio. Okay, so, I mean, I guess for the second week in a row, the big story, it's Rock, it's Roman, it's Cody, it's Triple H. What's going on here? Well, the kickoff conference was pretty cool, actually. Um, It was free to get into. They had about, they were expecting only like 2,000. I think they had double that. Um, And it was really, they were bringing out people to like, kind of talk to the crowd but then their opponent or seeming opponent would come out and they would build the match i want to like cut you off just for a second because that's dumb if you're throwing a free event in las vegas to promote wrestlemania oh there's only going to be like two thousand people that's dumb that's dumb to think you're only going to have like two thousand people and you're gonna have an overrun because it's free there's give away free tickets to dynamite see what happens you're gonna have an overrun there's a lot of talk here because that venue was actually reserved a while back or uh, that venue specifically booked around it like the td garden is doing for the dynamite big business so and they were doing that since january so that's where a lot of the uh calls come from that rock was always gonna well, they, they wanted Rock. They knew Rock was okay. going to be there, but th- that's where this is kind of coming can I, from. Can I give you my take on that? Rock supposedly signed a deal with uh, Ari Emanuel or Nick Khan on the third. So, Well, I don't think that WWE planned it. I don't think Triple H planned it. I don't think anyone in WWE knew what Rock was going to do. I think Ari and Rock planned it. I think they got together, they planned it, and then... When Vince McMahon happened, they were like, perfect time. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's go. When they didn't get the reaction they wanted, brilliant move to turn it into something else. That's my take on it. A lot of people say, no, it was planned this way from the start. I just don't see it that way. Actually, I think it's smart because of the exclusivity of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The exclusivity yeah. of it and everything, those those fans are going to remember that for a very, very long I time. I meant to not expect the overrun. They were like, well, we didn't think we'd have this much. No, they expected that many people. There they're working, they, they're, once again, they're working you. Yeah, That's what they're yeah, doing if yeah. they're telling you that and you're like, yep, 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 of course, WWE, free event, 2,000, 2,000 people. That's all they expected. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. They planned for 2,000. They only wanted 2,000. They wanted you to want that ticket. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the press conference, though, I think uh, that's brilliant insight, though. Um, I don't I don't disagree with any of you guys. I'm pretty much in the same boat. So Meltzer had it reported uh, by YouTube views that the YouTube live stream, it's not the Peacock, but the YouTube live stream, was going up in viewers steadily all the way up until when Roman, Rock, and Cody came out. When Cody came out, it had the highest viewers. So they never really dropped in viewers, which is good. Um, Roman came out first, and uh, basically he was like, since there's hesitation and all this stuff, he's going to choose his opponent. He chooses The Rock, out comes The Rock, and they're all buddy-buddy with each other. Like, they talk this through in the back or something. They pull out the Anoa'i and... A Samoan family tree and all that, the bloodline family tree featuring the uh, Rock's bloodline by Blood Oath and all that. Um, it was really cool to see. They left out some names. Um, 
I'm really glad that they added our truth later on. It was, <laughs> was, was, that, was that a meme? I'm so um, after that, they just they're talking about how this is going to be the biggest uh, WrestleMania main event of all time, and Rock starts trying to talk to the crowd. He's not getting the reactions he wants. Uh, the crowd is booing him. They're saying Rocky sucks. There's a uh, we want Cody. Rocky sucks, and Cody were the biggest chance. They got no. some. They got some dueling chance of we want Rocky in there, but end of the story. Him slapping Cody Rhodes. The aftermath of that. Basically, Cody Rhodes came out and said, "Hey, no, I changed my mind. I'm choosing Roman." And then this weird thing happens. Uh, Cody's uh, talking about. Uh, how Rock and Roman's grandfather wouldn't be proud of them, and then that's when uh, Rock slapped Cody. Yeah. And then, as keep my wife's name out your mouth. As the Rock is walking out of the stage, he tells Triple H to fix this. Now, I don't know what that means because <laughs> supposedly this was all planned by the Rock. Like the Rock put himself into this match and. I guess that's for story storyline. He says fix this, but he's above Triple H. So yeah, yeah, he is. Th- yeah. That's a little of a weird bit of a weird statement to say. Well, is he above Triple H? I thought Triple H had a, was on the board too. No, no, no. Triple no, H is not on the board so they anymore. Took him off the board when he Triple went to, H yeah, is okay. off the board. Yes. Okay, so there was there was my confusion. That's uh, that's you know people say the Rock's great on the microphone. He's great at coming up with catchphrases and repeating them. That's been my knock on Rock is one on his mic work. As it's the same promo, different person. If you'll notice, when the rock when the rock is actually live and having to improvise and everything like that, he blew every single yeah, one of his yeah, lines, yeah. Mister Actor Man. <laughs> every single thing he was like, ta, 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 like, and he was stuttering through it and everything like that because honestly, he didn't plan what he was going to say. He was planning yeah, what they were going to yeah. do. Uh, this was actually the thought from WWE, and I don't know why they thought this. Dave Meltzer reported on it, and I've seen multiple other reports. They didn't draw the fans they wanted. They thought they would drew, draw casual Super Bowl fans in the area. <laughs> um, they drew wrestling marks who did not want The Rock, and he didn't know how to handle it. You're listening to Third League Radio. All of it, big business in Boston. B-O-S-S, dollar sign. Dollar Boston. sign, dollar sign. Oh man, it's uh, everybody's thinking Mercedes Monet, and I agree. I think it's going to be Monet, Boston, with the dollar signs, big business. But who's also about money? Who's also just signed? I've I've been saying double debut since big business uh, was announced. Yeah, Okada, Okada, the the rainmaker, big business, Boston. I don't think it's Tony, just Mercedes. I. I saw this on uh, from JD from New York, but he said Tony looked like petty happy, like he like he was smiling, like you know, like he just did something big. I like Tony because he's more me running a company. He would be what I would probably act like, but I don't like Tony in the fact that he's me running a company, and it was probably what I would act like when Rossi gets fired Tony goes on a a little victory lap on Twitter not a good look just smile to yourself 
You know what I mean? Post a little cryptic tweet that people have to guess what you're talking about. And then say, oh, no, I was talking about gardening, guys. I was just getting the weeds out of the garden. I mean... Something like that. You don't need to go on this victory lap talking about, yay, bye, Rosie. Right, but yeah. let's head into the dynamite. We had a 30-minute draw, correct? Yeah. With a swerve and hangman. But. Which led to the three-way like everyone predicted, well, right? The, the, the story that people are missing there, and, and I think because it, it went by too quick, is the pettiness of hangman in the situation. Swerves like five more minutes. Let's get this straightened out. Let's figure out who's the number one contender. And Hangman's like, no, you don't get to be number one contender. I'm out. And he walks away. Tony Khan has to make the match. And he's like, no, this is it. People kind of passed over that Hangman like, no, I'm not going to let you be number one contender. I'll lose my shot. We'll both lose it together. People are kind of skipping that. That's a little bit something that should probably be talked about. Well, in rankings, Hangman Adam Page was number one and Swerve was two. So whoever won this was going to be de facto number one. And then uh, the championship committee, a.k.a. Tony Khan, would make that match. Yeah. The problem was they drew. So that means they both gained a point, technically, if you want to go by the yeah. regular uh, normal rankings rules. So if you think about it, no one won or lost. So they were still at this... If they were one and two and they were trying to get to the match mm-hmm. neither lost so I get it Hangman's number one but if he didn't win that match then he has no call to the championship either so neither one of them should be up there um, that's, but that's the, what Hangman was saying he's like I'm willing exactly. to give up my shot to keep you from getting but at yours. the same time you can't like wait a week and not announce that match or yeah. have another yeah. or try to do it a different way well, um, it, it was did, too quick for Tony Schiavone to stand up as soon as Hangman said that, Shivani didn't give it any time to sink in. He didn't even give it 15 seconds to sink in. He jumped on the microphone. Yeah, they and were, I get it. He was probably getting notes to go ahead and say it. He was probably someone in his ear like, Well, I, I think they were short for time anyway yeah, after yeah. that. Um, they did load this card with a 30-minute draw at the beginning, so it, it is hard on time management. Uh, but also, uh, a couple other big matches. Well, I mean, the whole card was big, but uh, we're just going to go down the line here. Blackpool Combat Club, another CMLL Blackpool Combat Club mix-up. And this isn't what I've liked about this, is from Dynamite to Rampage to Collision, it's been Blackpool versus CMLL, but it's been like everything CMLL can throw at them. Different competitors, different styles, everything that they have, they're it's just a, throwing at Blackpool. It's a whole story if you watch all of these matches like back to back to back. If like I'm yeah. sure if someone like YouTube compilation did it, it'd be like an hour and a half long, but it'd be like a whole story and you're seeing it throughout the mm-hmm. matches throughout yeah. the three weeks. Very and cool, it's, very it's cool not, series. It's not over yet like we thought. Uh, but then it was Takeshita and Jericho. Uh, leading in with the uh, Callis family, Jericho, Takeshita, kind of a mixture there. Takeshita gets the win over Jericho, of yeah, course. Yeah, we, we knew Jericho build. was Can, putting him over. Yeah. Um, then it goes into the tag title match. Darby Allen, Sting, they get the titles. They beat uh, Big Bill, Ricky Starks, get the title change. I was, oh, what, about a 13-minute match there. Um, good match, good match. I liked it. Uh I want to go a little ahead of time on this because we're not going to talk about the whole week of all the shows and all that, but Collision, that's where the Young Bucks, because even after Darby and Sting win, the Young Bucks aren't in the top five. They're not in the top five rankings at all, but they are the EVPs. So what do they do? 
they pull rank and insert themselves in a title match. That is that is the perfect new character for them. I like it. Well, they're just playing into yeah, what exactly. everybody is saying. Like everyone was like, "Oh, they just made themselves win because they're <laughs> EV Bays." So that's that's what they're playing into. So there. do it. <laughs> well, the other thing about the Bucks, which I, I think is good. Lean into that X-Pac heat. That's what they're getting right now. They're getting that X, that go on X-Pac it. heat. Jump into and it. And honestly, X-Pac is, I mean, other than his own troubles, but I mean, the life yeah. on the road, you know, whatever. Give him give him his grace on that one. But X-Pac's a real nice guy. I bet oh. you the Bucks are pretty decent guys. They just, <laughs> they just couldn't get along with one dude. <laughs> Probably, yeah. This is Third League Wrestling Radio. New Japan in Osaka. That seemed to me, I don't want to say a rebirth, but you can see the plan of where they're going. You can see what direction they're going in, and it starts with this. It starts with Bullet Club. It starts with Zack Sabre Jr. It starts with the people that are the homegrown New Japan talents, President Tanahashi is doing a really well job in kind of making it not seem like Okada and Osprey are leaving. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. We, like they say that they are leaving, but the way they are pivoting and making this a smooth transition of them leaving is really good. It's like Okada had a perfect send-off in Osaka against Tanahashi. Um, he might have another match, actually, because he went over, so we'll still see about that. Um, but I mean, really, the only things got to talk about are like the two... Exactly, I was getting there. Yeah, the so. two most amazing matches they were, of the night. It was of the, the double main so event. Far. Of the year so far. I'll go ahead and say that, even though the year's young. The first main event featured Zack Sabre Jr. Uh-huh. versus... Brian Danielson. And my thought, when I, I... You saw it. About one minute into the match, I literally... My first thought is, he, Danielson looks like a monkey. <laughs> he, he's like a monkey out there. He's just... This is a... Amateur wrestling, but in pro wrestling, this was yeah. like if you could have a gold medal, like in Olympics, like if you could put these two in amateur wrestling in the gold medal Olympics, <laughs> and people wouldn't, they would be like, "Oh, these guys are in college." Like, man, no, it was, or "Oh, these guys are good wrestlers." It yeah. was like a worked pancreas match almost. I mean, these guys were really going at it a bit. You could tell they were working together, but you could tell they had kind of, you know, what's the old saying? They just shook hands and go out there and give each other hell or whatever it is. They took it to each other really well. That's called a gentleman's brawl. <laughs> yes, that's that's yes. what that is. That's, that's the terminology for that one. But like, I love matches like this. Yeah. I mean, good. I really do. I, I, I miss Pink Grace type, you know, like that kind of stuff. Is cool, but like also at the same time, I really don't want him to get hurt. I yeah, want him to exactly. be able to come out next week and uh-huh. let me see something go down. So there's so many moves in that match that looked like it hurt that they should have hurt, and you can think like, "Wow, that didn't hurt." But <laughs> so many submissions and arm twists, and no, there's a se- there's a sequence in there. There's a section where Saber is just he's manipulating the wrist of Danielson. And with it's done so well and it's so spelled out that the crowd is, oh, ah, just from him turning a wrist in a certain way. They are fully invested in that. The part where Danielson has him in the surfboard and he's trying to get, he literally tells Saber, because they're right by the ropes, he says, 
grab the ropes and I can let go. Grab the ropes, grab the ropes. And Saber's like, I don't need the ropes. No, I don't need the, f I don't need the ropes. The commentators actually did a really well job because the reason why uh, he wa wanted him to pull him back for the surfboard was because Saber knew what he was going to do. So he was going to grab his arm and kind of mm -hmm. roll around. Um, but Danielson, knowing Saber, just stomped on the knees. And, and I don't see how that doesn't hurt every time someone gets put in that. They're putting your entire weight on your legs, standing there to pull up. I Ouch. And uh, the story of the match was who's the best technical wrestler, and they were wanting to win by submission, uh -huh. but neither of them could submit each other. They ended up winning um, in another roll-up. Yeah. So, and it was a simple roll-up too, which uh, you, after, you never thought it was coming. Well, after uh, you know, after the match, Danielson says one more, but it can't be in Japan. It can't be in America. It's got to be on neutral ground, and it's got to be two out of three falls. He says, whoever's going to book it, step up. That's weird, because neutral ground would be... I would think maybe it's in Mexico, but I don't know. Yeah, could be. CMLL? CMLL, yes. They, oh, they my goodness. They are the technical lucha in CMLL. Oh, my goodness, yes. And, and since Blackpool and CMLL are... Wow, you just called it. All right. So, anyway, the real main event, the second main event... Um, War games. It was the cage match. The first cage match in New Japan since 2003. Three. Three. 2003. Wow. Every bit as brutal as it was called to be. When you see the warning that uh, viewer discretion is advised before the cage match, it's kind of cheesy sometimes, but... No, this was everything about that. Viewer discretion is advised was a perfect warning before this because it definitely lived up to it. Definitely TV 14 plus. Actually, really TV. It was set up in a war game style rules. One participant every two minutes, except for the first two, which Will yeah. Ospreay uh, hey, kind of uh, negotiated to get five bit. minutes out of well, Finley. Well, he called out Finley's manhood. He's like, what kind of leader only gets two minutes? You can't, you can't give me five minutes. So Finley kind of changes. Well, he wanted ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they agreed he to did. five. Um, what was weird was it was a Hell in a Cell style too. It was an, octo an octagonal but cage that goes around, and it was a short cage. It was a short cage. That was strange to me, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it, it, a, a, it a little bit more. I didn't see how they were going to make it work. Yeah, no. Um, so basically, uh, United Hanare. Empire, <laughs> United Empire ran. Uh, New Japan because of Osprey and as Osprey's leaving you can see this takeover of Bullet Club uh -huh. from January 1st to Osaka where it fl flipped and it's now uh, Bullet Club again. Bullet Club now runs Japan again. Well it's kind of one of the things we mentioned earlier about the uh, New Japan style and Tanahashi being able to present everything in a great way. Right, right. Um they, yeah, Bullet Club was really, really brutal. They, I thought Osprey had a concussion within the first five minutes. He worked the whole match, though. He looked incredible. And that was another thing. They handcuffed all the members of United Empire multiple times, made Osprey take on all five at the same time. So Osprey went out, yeah, saving his members, made sure they were all good, but yeah. fell to the Bullet Club. That Finley was gets a great the pin. Spot. It was the entire. Bullet Club is facing Osprey, and Osprey is the only one with any consciousness, really. Akira's laying on the floor, and rather than have Bullet Club attack both of them, 
Osprey pushes him out, and he stands up, and he's ready to take the final punishment, and he's so beat up he can't even take it. He falls down at the feet of David Finley. 64 minutes of... Wow. I mean, it was it was paced and really great, well. It, it started slow, but when people came in, it was just there. Well, the great thing about matches like this with New Japan, with All Elite, with other places, is the violence and the brutality are only a spectacle. The match itself is good. It's really real, well worked. Real, uh, the stories in all these matches are really well told. Uh, yeah, I actually told someone today, I was like, if you cannot follow this story, you are not a wrestling fan. You do not know wrestling. Third League. Wrestling Radio. Well, speaking of Twitter, we got to talk a lot of things. Well, not a lot of things. A few things I want to get to. First one is kind of, okay, we were talking about Okada a little bit earlier. Uh, Okada expected to sign with all the lead. I've been expecting him to for a while, but we were talking about the double debut possibly and all this, but I see this whole vibe on Twitter of, yeah, WWE's getting Okada. We're getting Monet. Yeah, yeah. And then they go somewhere else and it's like, Oh, they sucked. They sucked anyway. They're not big needle movies. They're never a draw at all. Even and, even some WWE troll accounts are like, hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah, like, see, I don't... But this is a whole thing that it doesn't matter what AEW does. It doesn't matter what New Japan does. There's someone there to go, nuh-uh. I don't like it. It, it, it doesn't matter at all. Someone's going to go... Can you imagine All Elite doing this in like a negative connotation way? And it's like, where did the objective nature of wrestling go? I say this all the time as far as judging wrestlers, as far as Brian Danielson is better than Nia Jax. Unequivocally, that's an objective statement, right? Aside from that, where did objectivity go in wrestling? Like, you know what? If Ricky Starks goes to WWE, like most people say he's going to, good for him. Hey, I'm not going to be mad at there him. There was no question Ric Flair was the best. In WWF publications, they specified, like, yeah. in the 50s or 70s and 80s, they had newspapers, and it specified the champions and world's champion. It was Ric Flair. And well, it, no, he no. wasn't even part of the company. It's Well, no, I'm just saying, It was like, WWF's recognized champions, and no, everyone knew Ric Flair was one of the best. It's like, now, it doesn't... Like, no one thinks Okada's one of the best, or, well, people do, but it's like, there's people who are like, oh, he's oralist, he's just a mid-carder. When I talk about objectivity, most people think, can uh, talk about that, they can know that I'm talking about wrestling, wrestlers, but in this case, I'm just talking about wrestling in general. Like, Ricky Starks probably fits better in WWE. If he decides I'm going to go over there, I'm not going to be like, oh, he wasn't good anyway. I'm going to be like, good for you. Well, That's probably going to work. There's no problem with it. I I think our biggest problem is is that what we're what we as fans are doing, or we're just basically trying to split each other apart over our yeah. particular likes and wants and everything like that. Do you know? It's it's gotten to the point where we all all of us wrestling fans, all of us to everybody else, we're basement dwellers. Yeah, yeah, basement yeah. dwellers and all that stuff. You know, all that stuff. Probably live at home with your mom because you like wrestling <laughs> because you don't want to watch the Super Bowl and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And guess what? Now we're doing it to each other. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. I mean, disagreements are fine. It's fun to argue about wrestling. It's sometimes it's fun to troll each other about wrestling, but there's. A fine line between trolling and 
not realizing what you're saying is a troll when you actually believe what you're saying. You or know? when you go borderline sociopathic yeah. on someone. Um, but yeah, okay, another thing on Twitter, like people were talking about that Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. match. Someone had posted like, wow, I love this. This is real wrestling. You got people like O'Shea Jackson Jr. Who, hey, I'm glad that he loves wrestling. He, he didn't watch the match. He saw one clip. He saw a clip of them half-assedly slapping each other. and Which was a great part of the match, honestly. It, 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 it's one, no. it's five seconds of the match. Did you see where Sabre was literally pushing his boot into the guy's <laughs> face? Did you see that? Did you see him kick like, him in the jaw? No, no, no. See, this is the thing that I don't get. Why would you agree to do that to each other? I'm like, what? Have you really grown up your entire life? Only seeing one style of professional wrestling and not understanding the the mass amounts of different styles out there. Strong style may be a bitch to some people, but God, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's part he's rich and he grew up with one <laughs> style and he grew up always being able to have that style and whenever he asked his parents to go to wrestling he was always able to go to WWE and he never had to go to local he never had to what? he never had to outsource to any no. other promotion his parents never not. helped him he never had internet and then when he got famous he just never looked into it no i do not i do not buy that argument for the simple fact that tony khan exists tony khan He's making it available, and he's choosing not to watch no, it. I, I'm it's, seeing Tony Khan was the rich yeah. kid, and Tony Khan still went tape trading. Tony Khan still went to ECW shows. He still he lived the life of a basement dweller as a rich kid. Oh, that's because Jackson doesn't really like wrestling. <laughs> there you it's, go. He it's just a- likes WWE. Match of the week. I'm going to have to uh, give myself a, a little out this week in a, like, like I say, haven't watched much this week and everything. I've watched maybe uh, two or three, two, three minutes of uh, the Danielson match. You know, what, what yeah. hits, you know, basically like a hits compilation that you can find on YouTube. That's all I could get out of that one because I didn't get to see any of the pay-per-view <laughs> stuff or anything. So that's what I watched and it was really cool, but... The only full match I think I watched, and I, was was that even this week? I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Was 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 staying in staying in Derby yep, this week? Okay, I ha, I have to double check with, with you guys. Pretty sure I don't even remember my middle name. <laughs> I think honorable mention. I mean, this is a hard one and two for me. A hard one and two. I can go first. Yeah, go first. This is gonna take. It, me a it's minute. been a great week of wrestling, but there's matches that have stood out that are, I think. I recommend way more. Um, it's actually flip flopped here because I gave the uh, honorable mention to the cage match, but I was, I, the cage match had the highest star rating for me. So I was thinking of that too. I was like, I was deciding. I was like, I want the cage match to be the honorable mention, but how can I do that, knowing how good? But then I'm like, how can I make the other one? The you know? But yeah, it's got to be cage match for I, me. Honorable mention. I I did. I I spent an another extra hour just contemplating what I should rate that match and I get <laughs> I did end up going with six um, and then my match of the week is Brian Danielson versus Sabre Jr. which I gave five and a quarter because um, I believe then their next match is just gonna blow it out of the park and I actually have a second honorable mention and I don't know how what we can call that but like a runner-up to the honorable mention um, this happened on NXT and it was with two of 
NXT Level Up guys. They're a tag team down there, which is NXT Level Up is like a one-hour show on Peacock where they okay. it's it's the second show to NXT, but it has all of their like just starting out guys in it, um, and that's what that show is. And these guys have been wrestling together for like two, three years, so they're a tag team. And they were going up against Axiom and Nathan Frazier uh, to start off this week's NXT. Oh, but yes, my match of the week definitely has got to be Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson. It just, like I said, strong style. When it's done right like that, my God, it's beautiful. You're listening to Third League Radio. All right, so looking ahead next, uh, no, not next week, March 3rd, Revolution. Let's look ahead to Revolution. Yeah, so this was weird to me. So Orange Cassidy defended against Tomohiro Ishii on uh, Collision. And uh, he also defended against uh, someone else, I believe. It's slipping my mind. But you shouldn't have the title match if you already booked the title match for Revolution Revolution. with Orange Cassidy and Roderick Strong. And they did try to have some story there with Roderick Strong saying and Matt Taven. they They have a story with Tomohiro Ishii. So they were like... If you win, I'm still going to take you out. Well, you know, Ishii and Cassidy are part of the same stable in chaos. Yeah. Well, the same overall yeah, stable in chaos. Yeah, and that's what Taven and Strong were saying. Anyway, confirmed. Triple crown title. Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. That's going to be good. That, if uh, you win, you have to shake my hand. Yes, Danielson has to shake Kingston's hand if Kingston wins. But that's been this slow little subtle builds of stories with these jabs Danielson throws at Kingston grabbing that kid's sign Kingston is a bum holding it around like uh, these little big uh, he's still not over that Kingston beat him in the semifinals yeah, no. here's one I'm really excited for because we're going to see the culmination of all about Mariah I believe anyway I think Mariah May turns on Tony Storm here and helps Deanna Parazzo win the world title you know what? I can see why you think that, but I don't think that yet because we still got about, a month to go. All about Eve, all about Mariah. She has to beat Tony Storm herself. She has to be the one to take the title from Tony. Maybe she turns after the match. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then the fourth confirmed match, of course, is the world title match, which yep. we all know, Samojo versus Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Um, we also have the, uh, coming up to be announced, uh, most likely... Most likely. Uh, trio's title oh. unification. You know what? I don't like that. There should be no unification. Um, Just because you're having two people fight for... You can have one team hold both titles, but you don't need to merge the titles into one title. If that if, into one trio's championship, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe they'll do it that way. Um, also, Young Bucks versus Sting yep. and Darby Allen for the uh-huh. tag titles. Um, Christian Cage versus Copeland yeah, should be announced. Um, Julia Hart versus uh, Statlander or Willow. Yeah, I thought that was going to go into a tag, or it was going to be Julia and Sky into uh, Stat and Willow. I thought it that might, was going to work it, itself into a tag. It might, but I figured they would save that for like big business. It's probably going to be something with Takeshita, probably going to be maybe Jericho added in, maybe a Callis family, Jericho I'm, and Sammy. I'm seeing, that, that uh, could be, that could be I'm seeing the buy-in is definitely going to feature Jeff Hardy, uh, with who, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's in a tag with, or maybe it's against RVD, Jeff Hardy versus RVD is a big selling point, so maybe that 
but yeah. We are gonna yeah, we're gonna end it out on this one. Don't forget you can watch all kinds of wrestling. It's available everywhere. There's more to the wrestling world than just what you see on your major TV screen. Major League Wrestling, NWA. We have got Championship Wrestling. It's all around Texoma Pro, your local shows. And watch NWA before 2021 or so. Yeah, okay, maybe early NWA. Uh, Anyway, we're out. We'll see you next week. Third League Radio.